We yeah, we discovered this guy like in the late eighties, early nineties. I mean, for, I mean, just happened to stumble onto him and then realized he was the guy that played the solo. I still have no idea who plays it. So <laughs> I didn't. I tried. I'm trying to stay away from all this stuff. So to kind of be surprised or right. Learn, learn a little bit. You know? Learn. Uh, okay. Learn it. Okay. You ready to get to it? Let's do it. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm Eric, your host for this episode. Joining me as always is my co-host Jason. What's going on, Jason? Hey, dude. This is a great song. Very anxious to hear you <laughs> break it, it down. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we are continuing our season two list of our, of our favorite guitar solos of all time. And currently we're working our way up the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s. Mm -hmm. And in this episode, we're talking about the song Easy Lover from Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Behind the music. So the guitarist on this song is a guy named Daryl Sturmer. Daryl Sturmer was a touring member of the band Genesis from 1978 to 1992, which is how he met Phil Collins in the first place. Gotcha. Uh, and he joined the band as a touring member after the departure of the original Genesis guitarist, Steve Hackett. Uh, and he actually played both bass and guitar for the band while he was, in, while he was working with them. Uh, in 1981, he started playing for Phil Collins in his band when he went out on his solo career, mm -hmm. uh, which is how he came to perform on this song, uh, even though it was recorded for Philip Bailey's album, Chinese Wall. Uh, the song went all the way to number two on the Top 40 chart and is Bailey's only Top 40 hit. I wonder why. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be critical of the man. I'm just saying he had a. I mean, let's give him a let's give him a break. He had a few with a with a little known band called Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, uh, true, yeah. true, true. Uh, as far as the song goes, in 1984, Phil Collins was hired as the producer for Philip Bailey's solo album Chinese Wall. Uh, and according to Collins, Bailey approached him and asked him to write a, if they could write a song together. Uh, and Collins said of the song, uh, so we just started having a jam one night, went round and round and turned it into a verse and a chorus and we recorded it that night so we wouldn't forget it, uh, which is amazing that they always hit record people, <laughs> always hit record, goes for podcasts too. Uh, true yeah, story. Always hit record. Um, the video for the song depicts is basically a behind the scenes of the making of the video. Um, and it won the M it won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Overall Performance. Really? I yeah. That. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as Sturmer goes, uh, he plays on seven of Phil Collins' studio albums, uh, and the guy also has nine solo albums of his own. Wow. Yeah, uh, and um, so I actually. Uh, a buddy of mine and I found him, just him, uh, through one of his solo albums. 
and just randomly stumbled backwards in his career and figured out he was the guy that played uh, for Genesis slash Phil Collins and played the solo on this song, which we even even in the '80s when we were you know metalheads, we still <laughs> were in awe of this guitar solo. And mm-hmm. so that's how we we found him before we we figured out who he was. Let's get personal. So much like I said with. Uh, Rick Springfield a couple episodes ago. This is one of my favorite songs from the 80s, uh, regardless of the guitar solo. This the song is one of my favorites from the 80s. Uh, I actually remember recording this song off the radio. Nice. Yeah, and remember, uh, so the 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 boombox I had that I recorded stuff on had a tape counter next to the tape player, mm-hmm. so I knew at what point this song started and when it would finish, I could rewind it to, nice. the, back to, the, to the exact point and play. It. I was never smart enough to use the counter. I'm always <laughs> just going to hit rewind. Okay. We're not quite there yet. Keep going. Uh, 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 gone yeah. too far. And you know, so, so I guess you, you didn't want do a counter on it. Come on, man. <laughs> you didn't do the same thing I did whenever I would record stuff off the radio. I would write the songs on the tape on the case insert. And I would, no, write I would do that. Yeah, I would. Well, I would write next to them what their counter number was. Okay. Okay. So I could yeah. put it in a tape and rewind it to the beginning and then fast forward to the to the right counterpoint and know where I was. So that, but that definitely worked on mine because not everybody had a tape counter. So eighties uh, technology. Man. I know, man. The things we had to do. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I remember playing this song just incessantly, um, and you know, I. I it, this song is what led me to look into Phil Collins' catalog. Um, I, you know, I had heard a couple of songs from Genesis, just mm-hmm. because they had videos on MTV for uh, songs. I think what were they? there was "That's All" and then <laughs> "Illegal uh, Illegal Alien." I, they had mm-hmm. videos for those on MTV. But this song, um, so some friends of my parents, uh, they were a little bit younger than my parents, and then. The, the guy in the couple um, was really into music. And he was always trying to talk to me about music whenever our families would get together. Uh, and I mentioned this song one time and he was like, oh, well, then you should listen to this and this. And he had, a, he had now that I look back, he had an enormous vinyl collection. Uh, and he was like, oh, then you should listen to this. And he gave me, I mean, he let me listen to Phil, one of Phil Collins' solo albums. And that's really what got me into Phil Collins. And then not too long after that is when he released No Jacket Required. Uh, I just wore that that tape out too. But yeah, this song is really what got me into uh, Phil Collins and, Mm -hmm. you know, going backwards and going forwards. So what about you? Oh, yeah. I've always loved this song too. I don't really think I owned it until last year. When I was buying lots of 45 records off of Goodwill. Yeah. And I, I think I have like three copies of it now. Oh, just nice. Just out of buying in bulk. But yeah. it was not. So I was a huge Phil Collins fan in Genesis, uh, early 90s, late 80s, that kind of era. And I, let's see, I have seriously hits live. I think I have one other Phil Collins hits uh albums but this song it was never on the greatest hits that i can remember yeah it's not because i think it's you know attributed to phil philip bailey yeah so 
it's always been more of a radio hit for me uh, than anything. And it, I've always like, this is clearly a case of like Rockwell and Michael Jackson. You know, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Bailey, but you know, you have, it, it's, it's Bailey's song. It's a, it's structured really cool. And we'll get into that in a minute, but right. you know, you're, you're hit with the chorus. So you, you're hearing Phil Collins uh, as much as you're hearing Phil, Phil Bailey, Bailey, if not right. more. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. I've always kind of grouped it like that. Well, and the whole reason I recorded it off the radio and not, I didn't buy, I didn't buy anywhere. Cause a, it wasn't like you said, it wasn't on any Phil Collins's uh, albums, but B, the, one of the music stores, well, the music store at the mall, uh, when I was growing up, they had listening stations mm-hmm. where you could listen to certain albums before you bought them. And when we, I figured out it was on Philip Bailey's album. I went and listened to Philip Bailey's album and realized, oh no, I don't want this. this (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't going to buy Chinese wall just for one song. So I just recorded off the radio. So yeah, I mean, I get what you say. It's, you know, it's, it's, that's the only way I would ever hear it was either the video or because of my, you know, taping off the radio. I didn't own Chinese wall. I don't think anybody did, but uh, yeah, for us lay people that listen to yeah. top forty, you know, yeah, it was it was a, a true single. Yeah, I'm sure all the Earth, Wind, and Fire fans bought that album and liked it. But, yeah, right, for us, right. For us, you know, run of the mill '80s music fans, it was just a it was a single. So, right. Yeah. The breakdown. So, I mean, beyond the solo in this song, my my favorite part of the song is the way their voices blend together. They. Their voices oh, yeah. complement each other so well. Yeah. The um, end of the song, particularly when they're doing all the vocal riffs, yeah. is really fun too. Yeah. It's it's I mean, it that 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 makes the song. I don't know that there's I don't I don't I don't think that this song would have fit with too many other duos. Um just because A, because they wrote it and B, they they just they work so well together. Yeah. Um but the solo though is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it is just truly ridiculous. I said tasty. That's, I that's can, what I, I, I can prove that because if you you can go to YouTube and find guys uh, who are like doing a cover of this song, and I saw no less than three three guys doing the solo. Uh, two of them couldn't get it note for note, and the third guy even says before he does the cover. It took me forever to learn this solo because it's so hard. <laughs> and then I saw another one where a guy was like, while he's playing the solo, he's like screaming because it's so hard to play. And it's deceptively hard because it's all over the neck. I mean, it just, it's, 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 he does so many things all over the neck. It's not just in one place. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always thought that solo was amazing. And like I said a minute ago, we kind of backed into the fact of who he was because we had started listening to him on one of his solo albums and then realized, Oh, this is the same guy that plays that solo. Mm-hmm. And we realized just how good of a guitar player he really is. Um, but yeah, I just, I've always just been in awe of this guitar solo. Um, even as a guy that listened to, to, you know, to hard rock and heavy metal, 
Mm-hmm. There's plenty of choices there for good guitar solos. And this is still one that I've always thought is one of the, you know, just one of the top guitar solos from the eighties because yeah. it's just so technical. <laughs> well, the fact is you've got YouTube people trying to play it and yeah. they're screaming and letting their guitars yeah, yeah. on fire because they can't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're that's, just, uh, it, that's and, pretty incredible. Just on the surface, you don't think it's, it, you know, it just doesn't seem that, difficult but once yeah, you, i mean once it's, you it's, get into it it's you know there's a lot of it's, part of it's very fast it covers a lot of ground and uh it's yeah it's just it's just a, a a very technical piece of work uh and if you get into any of his other stuff and listen to it, it he's the same way it's just it's very technical cool. he's very jazz fusion jazz he has a very jazzy background and that's where mm-hmm. that comes from and so um yeah it's it's just a it's always been one of my favorites. And again, for, you know, the length that it is, it's the standard length for, you know, your typical single 16 bars. And oh, there's just, it's just tasty, man. Uh-huh. And what's really great is the setup. So you get that setup with the drum. Ah, uh, and then, you know, and I, I, obviously it's got to be Phil on the drums because he's got no, that very distinctive drum sound yeah that is but, Phil. you know i wrote down because i didn't know who the guitar player was i have no idea who this is but clearly they know what they're doing <laughs> you know? and I, I was gonna guess that it was a session musician so i guess it's uh, kind of concert kind of is, you know, yeah same kind of ilk yeah. there but yeah yeah it's but it's more than the the, the solo itself that this song thrives on that bass groove and the yeah. drums working together I mean, you can really hear it underneath the solo when everything else kind of drops out and he starts playing the guitar and it's just that awesome bass groove in the drums. It's just impossible not to bob your head to or tap along. Yep. I mean, the song yep. just gets me going. I love it every well, time I hear it. And you can even hear his playing. I mean, he's not like during the, even the chorus and the and the verses, he's not playing power chords or, you know, he's playing. No, no, no. It's he's walking up and down the neck while he's playing during those parts of the song. I mean, it's just he's uh, it just fits so perfectly yeah, with just exactly. the overall groove of the song and yep. the, the tempo and mm, just great. Yeah, it's a very groovy song. I've, I've always I mean, I've always thought that. And so that's why it's one of my favorite songs from the 80s. Yeah. I'm really glad you picked it for the, <laughs> I, I, I had it as an honorable mention. It just was one of those ones I was, should I put it in? Should I not? And I saw it in there. I was like, perfect. I think it's awesome. the, it, that might be the first song I added to my list. So that's how oh, nice. That's how, that's wow. how much I, uh, I admire it. So, so easy lover comes in at number 23 on our countdown. I got a couple of bonus songs from Daryl Sturmer. Uh, his first solo album in 98 was titled Live and Learn. And so there's a song on that called Determined. And he really cooks the sauce on that song, dude. I'm telling you, he <laughs> gets it from the beginning. It's such a good song. Okay. Uh, and then from his last solo album that he put out in 2007, uh, that the album is titled Go. There's a song on there called Breaking Point. That's a hot little number. So that'll be our second bonus song. Uh, if you have Spotify Premium, which we recommend, stay tuned to hear the bonus songs in their entirety at the end of the episode. If you're a free Spotify user, you get about 30 seconds of the song. Outside of that, we don't, we can't do anything for you. Um, 
You're going to have to use the Song Whip links in the show notes to connect yourself to the songs in your favorite music app. Uh, if you want to support us and get your name in the show notes, click over to the Patreon. To cl- I'm sorry, click over to patreon.com forward slash the retro network, which is our home base. Or you can find us on the Bird app uh, if you want to at Greatest Lists. Uh, also, you can find us on YouTube at Greatest Lists. Or you can go to our website, greatestlistpodcast.com. You really have no excuse for not being able to find us anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, we'll be back in charge for our number 22 song in the next episode. Yep. I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, yes. Oh, we're going to turn it up, man. Yes, I love it. Thanks for listening to The Greatest List. And we look forward to continuing our list next episode. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.